How do you mean that? Well, I mean that there are the colors and the beauties, the designs, the beautiful way things appear. People themselves, dull people, but I thought dull, appear fascinating, interesting, mysterious, wonderful. But that's only the beginning. Welcome to Strange People, Weird Worlds. Let's get this show started. So, that was a man named Kenny Veach, and that was one of five videos he posted right before he, well, disappeared. Really? Yes. Yes. Oh, so wasn't that crackle pap? Um, disappearance on our hands. Not just any disappearance, my dear Anya. Um, if our listeners remember the very first episode Anya did on her own. Uh, had to do with the missing 411. Shut up. Do you do you want to refresh people's mind memories oh, of the missing 411? I would 411 love to. So, the 411 was a series of disappearances within our national forest throughout the United States, and these disappearances were not your normal disappearances, for they were very weird in the way that they went about. So, a lot of the times, people who disappeared. Um, just the, the facts surrounding their disappearance was so odd that, I mean, it led a lot of people to develop their own theories and conspiracies around it because there was just literally no explanation. And the National Forest, um, agency of the United States, they never actually counted every single missing person. So the actual missing person number that is presented to you from the U.S. Forestry Department is actually incorrect. Incorrect. Uh, so this kind of lands smack right into what you were just saying. Um, although Kenny Veach, I guess, is counted as one of the missing people, the details surrounding it are weird enough to be on this show. Ooh. Ooh. But before we dive into all that, how are you, Anya? I'm fantastic. I, um, my grooming salon had the like staff appreciation party today, so I got my nails did, and then we're going to go get dinner. Very, very nice, very nice. We did our staff party like a week or so ago, too. We did karaoke. Nice. Uh, of course, Miranda and I showed up and, you know, kicked some ass, took some names. Of course, killing the competition on the spot. Yeah, we, we've been pretty busy. And, of course, Josh's show was on Thursday before Valentine's Day. That was fucking awesome. Which was fantastic. Him and uh, Isran or Easton composed two new songs, and they were freaking fantastic. Wow, they killed it. What was really cool is, you know, I, sh- I showed up a couple artists early. You were already there when I got there. And, you know, the, the crowd was very light and, you know, kind of into it. And, dude, I... We went up to the front row for Josh as soon as he was setting up. Next thing I know, I looked behind me, and it was, like, full almost. Yeah, he had, like, an actual full-on audience. That's why yeah, like when food. I asked him, I was like, who determines how, like, who wins this competition? He's like, oh, whoever sold the most tickets. I was like, yeah. well, you, clearly. Because it, it lightened up real quick again after he left stage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, shout-out to uh, 
Josh, man, fucking awesome show. Um, that that one song he did towards the end with the guitar. Um, I, oh I my want god. you more. Yeah. Oh my god! Like you could just feel the emotion pour out. So good. Slap you in the face a little bit. Um, yeah, my boy Josh, our boy Josh killed it. Uh, what a great show. If you have an opportunity, if you're in the Denver area, next time we announce a Josh Hartco show, I highly recommend you go. Um, he Definitely go see fucking it. awesome. Beautiful guitar he has, too. Oh, my God. So beautiful. Yeah. And just, like, the way that him and Easton were able to just, like, kind of counteract with one another yeah. and, and bounce off of each other yeah definitely such amazing shout out to ezron um i got a bunch of pictures of them i gotta send but yeah what a stage presence um he was just like he looked like he was having fun the whole time that was a good what time. a stage presence <laughs> yeah um and you know, super squids were there uh shout out to them and of course i met frank the the illustrious the uh the infamous shout out to frank Shout out to Frank. <laughs> um, yeah, so welcome everybody to Strange People, Weird Worlds. My name welcome. is Greg Tanner. With me, as always, is the illuminating. Oh. The, oh damn, I already used my word, illustrious. <laughs> the late Anya oh. Daniela. Hello, hello, save your applause for the end, my people. Woo. So, uh, yeah, started out the show a little different. Um, I got I got a few different clips today, and I just, I don't know, I felt like I'd start the show with the sound clip, maybe really get you intrigued right away. It got me intrigued, that's for sure. Good, good, good. So, I think um, I was kind of on the fence about this being a two-parter, and our dear Anya's in a time crunch today, and we waited till the last day to record because Anya also wanted Valentine's Day off. So, I mean, I hate to blame it all, Anya. Hi, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So yeah, I think this might end up being a two-parter. You'll kind of see why this story gets deep and twisted and goes in many different directions. We're going to focus on what happened to Kenny Beach today, and then I think the next episode we'll get into more of the conspiracy as well as a man named uh Sean H um also goes by Liberation on YouTube. A uh, kind of weird doing research on somebody who's like also actively doing research um, he has a youtube presence um he made a video as of a week ago um he's still actively on this kenny veach case and, really um, yeah and we'll get into some of what sean thinks um i agree with him and then i also think um he kind of gets a little out there too but we'll see oh i'm excited this has um i i've been I've been working on this since before our last episode. Um, this case, like I said, runs deep and in many directions. I really haven't found a good way to compose it as far as writing out a story like we normally do. I am going to be heavily using a website called truenoirstories.wordpress.com. Uh, they wrote up a pretty good story on the basics of the Kenny Veach situation. So... <laughs> I'll be using a, Anya's cat is on the episode today as well. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you know. You know. So, again, shout out to True Noir Stories. Um, Thanks for letting me use your stuff, even though you don't know I'm using your stuff. But, you know, that's why I'm giving you a little shout out. 
And uh, definitely, we appreciate you. Yeah, definitely giving you credit. Uh, you, you put together a, a well, you know, kind of well divided out and informative page here. So thank you. That's going to help me. Um, and then a lot of it is just, like I said, I've been working on this. I'll be speaking from my memory, <laughs> which we all know is fantastic. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I've got a lot of pages pulled up here. A lot of this is like comments from YouTube sections and things like that. It's just, you know, those crazy people out there. Um, or as the this Sean guy refers to him as keyboard warriors. Keyboard warriors. Keyboard I like warriors. that term. Yeah, keyboard warriors. He he gets very upset if you like are commenting on his stuff, but you don't actually have like a a YouTube channel with like a page and videos and like your name and a real picture. Really? He's like, yeah, don't don't. If you're not in, he, he calls it in the game. If you're not in the game, don't don't make comments, man. You know, I can see a real picture and blah blah blah. So I don't feel bad about this because Anya, my dear, I would say we are in the game. Uh, we have our own podcast and our own show and uh, Instagrams and all that. So. Um, okay, we're in the game. You know, as well as Men in Black, we might have Sean coming after us one day. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Well, Mr. Jonathan, we are awaiting you. He, he's actually, according to him, he's pretty seems to be a pretty peaceful and awakened. He likes to use the word awakened a lot. Um, oh, perfect. Then yeah. you would love my other podcast. You know what? It, it's weird making fun of, like, he follows a lot of ideas you and I both like, but then he's also one of those people like, yep, you give us a bad name at the same time. Like. <laughs> Oh you boy, take it just, I can't wait to see what we're going to learn about Mr. Sean. You take it just a little bit far. But oh, gotta love those individuals. Yeah, yeah. But reeling it back to Mr. Kenny Veach, the guy you heard in the video earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, that particular video was him trying to sell his house as him being a part of the house. Like the live-in caretaker. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, I, I think he was trying to sell it to like a rich person as a vacation property where he would be the year-round live-in caretaker. And he's showing off like all this cowboy design he's done around the house himself with things he's picked up on his hikes and whatnot. So he's a live-in caretaker on his house he's trying to sell. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, also, I can appreciate the entrepreneurship on that. He also has several submissions to Shark Tank. Oh, all right, so he has an entrepreneur within himself. Okay. Yeah, uh, the Shark Tank stuff, not much of it very good. I was oh. kind of impressed by the new and improved toilet paper roll holder. New and improved toilet paper. Oh, what what, what yeah. was it? So it, it looks like your standard kind of just wooden toilet paper roll holder, but you see these two white knobs on each side. And so when your roll's done, you just pull the one knob to the right, and the, the, the roll drops out, and the... And you just put the new roll in, let go, and whoosh, the little bar slides right on back in, like like it's wow. spring loaded. Looked pretty convenient, you know. I'm not, I'm not mad at it. I can I can I can actually I can fuck with that. But then there's the Gloller Bear. The Gloller Bear. Oh lord, what is this one? It's a glow in the dark polar bear, like little beanbag what? thing that he sewed together himself. <laughs> and he bought a white tin and decorated it, and he's very proud of it. Um, but it looks like crap. Okay. Right, that one not so much, but you know I appreciate the creative uh, flow and he's trying. He's trying. He's out there I and he's trying. Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Um, he made some shirt. It's just a black shirt with a gravestone on it that says "Thou shalt not get stoned." Huh? He, he found it. <laughs> he found it hilarious, yet also slightly political and religious twist involved. I 
I honestly think I'd probably buy that shirt. That's funny. That made me chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a good. He, he's one. He's two for two right now. He's two for two, and he's he's a pretty peppy, like you know, happy sounding guy. And uh, that that will also be up for debate later. Oh Lord! So, I'm really excited for this episode. Yeah, um, you know, let's jump into it. Let's jump in. On Monday, November tenth, two thousand fourteen. Kenneth Lee Veach, known by friends as Kenny, told his family that he was going on a short overnight trip into the Sheep Mountains in Nevada. Uh, this also takes oh. place right outside of Las Vegas, where I was born and raised, uh, where our friend Joseph is residing right now, where uh, a handful of our listeners are residing right now. Like I said, into the Sheep Mountains in Nevada, this would be north of Las Vegas. Uh, the, the area he kind of got lost in is surrounded by three different Air Force bases, including Nellis and Area 51. So, you know, you can kind of see where things are leading here. Oh, God. Kenny's dear <laughs> Kenny's disappearance was unceremonious as his exit. A few concrete clues were ever, ever found. However, the truly bizarre aspects of the story begin not with Kenny's November 10th hike, but a little over a month er earlier. Oddly, it all seems to begin with an off-handed comment on YouTube video. (laughs) So, the long and strange story begins on a website featuring various theories and evidence for existence of extraterrestrials and nefarious government collusions. It's called SeriousDisclosure.com. It has a young, robust YouTube catalog of interviews with witnesses. And uh, they've also released a few different documentaries. Kenny was watching a video called Son of an Area 51 Technician. The video features recollections of a rather soft-spoken man named Paul H. Utz. U-T-Z, like the chips. Hmm. Paul shares his impressions and stories about his father. Paul's father worked his entire life as a GS-16 capacity for the U.S. government near, near Nellis Air Force Base and Area 51. He had a high level of security clearance. In the video, Paul recalls the story that his father drunkenly told him. Quote, They had tested a device that was supposed to be a new type of energy source direction, and they had taken it out into the range, and it had literally blown up when they tried to activate it, when they they tried to turn it on. One of the things that my father found interesting was that the energy source had a lot of organic composition within the material structure. My father says that it was developed by a university and that it was a technology and that his group and his team were developing it for future, I'm sorry, developing it for further and study, and studying it further, this is a weirdly quoted quote, and (laughs) and it had organic compounds. It was almost like it had a consciousness. What? So it kind of goes on to describe like these vibrations that were felt from this, and Kenny... Kind of jumps in with a uh, with a comment. Um, he is under the username Snakebit McGee. 
Snake uh, Bit McGee. Yes, S N A K E B I T M G E E. You can still find uh, his YouTube channel with the five videos on it. So uh, back to True Noir Stories. Dot com, or dot wordpress.com. In 2014, an offhanded interaction that would directly correlate with a message of over 1,197,204 views Jesus. and potentially lead to his disappearance. Kenny Veach took a few moments to leave an unusual comment on the above uh, talked about video. Kenny writes, This ain't nothing. I am a long distance hiker. One time during one of my hikes out by Nellis Air Force Base, I found a hidden cave. The entrance to the cave was shaped like a perfect capital M. I always enter every cave I find, but as I began to enter this particular cave, my whole body began to vibrate. The closer I got to the cave entrance, the worse the vibrating became. Suddenly, I became very scared and hightailed it out of there. That was one of the strangest things that have ever happened to me. Uh, this site claims the comment. Well, yeah, the comments on the video have been disabled, and it says screenshots still exist. I mean, the whole thing still exists. You can still go see the whole thread. We're actually going to read some more from it. Um, kind of sh- looking through what they have to say on here. Da, da, da. They're just quoting the whole thing I read to you. I'm popping over to the YouTube page of Snakebit McGee. No, that's not. I'm going to the Son of the Area 51. This is where the main comments are. Um, let me see what the... The video is called Son of an Area 51 Technician. Yeah. Uh, it's by Dr. Stephen Greer. And you can see right up top the first, like... You know, if you have, like, by most active comments or whatever in your sort by Snakebit McGee five years ago, the comment I just read to you, he starts getting in arguments with people, and certain people are trolling him, and, you know, kind of gets them all, all, all wound up. All riled up? Yeah. You know, one guy's egging him on, when, when are you going back to the mountain to film it? Because um, other people are saying, you know, no film, no proof, you know. Pretty usual with you, too. Yeah, type stuff. Um, So one of his responses says, Okay, I live in Nevada, so I've been waiting for the days to cool down to go back. It's about a 20-mile strenuous hike. If I go while it's hot, I might not make it back alive. I will bring my video camera and my 9, referring to his 9mm pistol. Who knows? There could have just been a mountain lion in the cave, and my sixth sense was just giving my body a strong warning. He also... So some other guy says, well, then go back there and record at 1080p. No filming the ground or blurry shit. Then you got some proof. He says, I am going back. I have a very nice video camera. That he does. And I am not filming blurry images of the ground. I will film what I saw. I can't say that it'll be interesting. Maybe it's just a strange looking cave that has a mountain lion living in it. It should be sometime this week. I will have my 9mm with me this time, just in case. Last time I was unarmed. It's a 10-hour hike, no trails, very dangerous terrain. The mountain is located next to a bombing range. I have found some giant empty rounds of ammo before. I've just been waiting for the Vegas weather to cool down. It's not the kind of hike one would do in summer. A 10-hour hike? Yeah. Um, 
Jesus I, Christ. I've watched video of him doing it and Sean doing the same hike. Um, it's wild. I can imagine, especially with Vegas weather. Like, I mean, a 10-hour hike in Colorado is already extreme, like, extenuating, but a 10-hour hike in Vegas? Yeah, yeah. He says, I've been doing this sort of thing for over 20 years. I go where no one goes, and I never take anyone with me. I find skulls of all shapes and sizes, and I occasionally find really old animal traps. I hike over mountaintop after mountaintop and sleep on peaks under the stars. Sometimes I have to scale giant cliffs to get myself out of a jam, but I always make it back. I'm beat up and tired, and my pack is almost heavier when I left. I had to be rescued one time by a helicopter. I had blown out my left leg at the top of a mountain, and I only had a cup of water left to get me 20 miles back to my truck. It was also over 100 degrees out, so I have a very good safety record. Only fucked up once. Only fucked up once. So this thread goes on until he actually does go out, and he films a 20-minute video. It's one of the five videos on his page. And... We will talk more about that. Uh, we're going to head back to the uh, True Noirs WordPress.com. A return to the cave. After a barrage of questions and criticisms from other YouTube commenters, Kenny would eventually decide to return to the sheep range and try to find the M cave again. As detailed in this article, Encountering that cave seemed to be quite the big deal for Kenny. A frightening, life-changing experience. So he goes back, and he is unsuccessful. Um, to reach in the cave? Yeah. I'm going to play you. This is kind of the little intro to his video. Well, here I am. On my hike. Las Vegas. This is the, uh, this is a canyon I just walked up in. Now you can't tell, but my truck is way out there by the mountains at the very, very end of this valley. It's kind of like a big canyon. Uh, on the other side of these mountains, I'll show you in a second, are the, uh, is the bombing range, the Nellis Air Force bombing range. Um, they do a lot of practice stuff out there. This is an old mine, and there's a hole here that just goes way down. I'll show you that. That mine, that mine will come into play later too, a little bit. But that's where he starts his video. He's already way out in the middle of nowhere. He kind of shows you how far away things are. And, you know, again, I, I somewhat familiar with where he's at. But he, he's definitely, he's off the grid. He's in the middle of nowhere. These empty mines like this exist all over the place out there in Las Vegas. The one he's by is like, it's like a hole in the ground kind of mine. It goes straight down. Uh, oh. He goes and stands on like the wood surrounding it, which is super sketchy. Don't ever do that. And he films straight down and it's, it's you know, you'd be fucked if you went down that mine. I mean, and to go, by, go down that mine by yourself. Yeah. So he, and he doesn't. He he just keeps on hiking and kind of just shows you his little trip. Um, before we get back to let's see what they have to say on the site again. After his first unsuccessful attempt at locating the M cave, he posted this video to satiate social media followers. At around one thirty, Mark Kenny explains, "I'm looking for the cave that I found." 
uh, basically what we just heard. And something about that cave just spooked me out of all the caves I've ever gone in. This one just kind of made my body vibrate. The closer I got to it, the crazier my body felt. And I was like, all right, I'm not going in there right now, but I'm going to come back someday. I talked to some people on YouTube and told them, hey, I'm coming out here. You know, because they kind of called my hand on it. So I don't know if there's going to be anything to it, but it might be interesting if I can find it. I've got to relocate it in this big mountain range I'm in. The reason that I cover is vast. There are many caves. I've been in hundreds of them. The M Cave is the only cave that I've ever feared. I dare any of the people that like to run their mouths on here to join me. And the site says, looking at the comments above, it's reasonable to assume that some of the YouTube criticism may have at this point been annoying Kenny. Though he was unable to locate the M Cave on this trip, he remained undeterred. So this is where I kind of have to, like, got to cross into our future episode just a little bit. Because Sean is able to follow Kenny's video and retrace his his steps in this video. Mm-hmm. And it took him a couple tries, but eventually he was able to do the, the whole hike like Kenny did. Now, there's a part in Kenny's video where he's by a certain area... Sean passes this certain area too, and he doesn't notice it the first time, but people comment in one of his videos, they're like, hey man, you just passed this this thing, and it looks like it might legitimately be in a covered up M-Cave. The funny part about this spot is while Kenny's making his video, he's kind of saying like, this is where it should be. And he's so optimistic, he, it's hard to hear the hope, like the confusion almost happened in his voice, but it does. And I'm going to play it for you, because where he's standing when he says this is exactly where our guy Sean suspects is the covered up M-Cave, which I'm kind of, you know, spoiler alert. <laughs> but uh, it just keeps on going. And then uh, there's lots of little caves. Um... But they're, you know, they're not the kind of cave I'm looking for. The kind of cave I'm looking for is, is deep, and it's dark, and it's, uh, it's, it's shaped like the, it's, it's shaped just like the letter M. So, lots of little caves and stuff along here, and it's about, it's about level with the ground, like, like right, like in an area like this. He's literally so really pointing at it right now. Because I don't want to pass it. So it's uh. I'm going to play this part again. He pauses for like, it's just where he goes, it's, uh, and there's a pause. But if you see the look on his face and you kind of feel this moment in the video, this is a man who knows what he's doing out there and is able to retrace his steps. And from what Sean says about this canyon, like you're unmistakably in the same place. You know, like if you came here once, you know how to get back to it and you know you're in the same spot, you know? Mm -hmm. So listen to the tone in his voice right here one more time. And it's dark, and it's uh, it's shaped like the, it's shaped just like the. When he says this, he he's talking, and he's moving along, looking at this mountainside, and he uh that pauses. You can tell he's like taken back. Because <laughs> it should have been right there. Yeah, and I think he was caught off guard by that because he's like, ah, like it, it should be right here, but it's not. Yeah, and he bounces back to being his positive self really quick and keeps on going. But this is the place that we're going to keep coming back to now. 
and uh, I will post pictures of exactly what this rock structure formation that it looks like. Um, it's it's really it's like three long, tall pieces of rock with some other pieces, and you in your brain you can really picture the M shape almost. It's kind of silly, but Sean gets up close to this thing, and there's some real sketchy aspects to it. This is. This is Sean's video. This is him exploring the same rock structure that Kenny was just by. I'm not supposed to be messing with the landscape, but that moves, which means this one right here will move too. I can feel it. I can I can nudge it, budget a little. So this this is like. Looks like it might have been the top of the cave right cave right here. All this. Might have been the top. And then this was put here. 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 This was probably put here. That does not match up. Okay. So I've given you guys a little taste of Sean. He, one more little aspect about this, just to keep you intrigued until we dive deeper into his findings and his story next week. He threw up 17 times or 15 times after walking away from this spot. You heard him spit one time on the little caption I just played right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. One YouTube uh, YouTuber pointed out that he doesn't spit like that. through. He does a two-hour video. I watched most of it. Um, he doesn't spit except for when he's around this cave and he's constantly spitting. Um, while he's leaving away, he complains about a feeling in his lungs. Um, and then, yeah, proceeded to throw up about 15 times on his way out the trail. I have multiple thoughts on that, but that's something we're going to dive into a little more next week. Oh, boy. I, I said this is... This was so hard to even... This is a doozy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this this is like a tree with roots going every which way. Okay, so back to Kenny. Um, Like I said, in his 20-minute video, I actually recommend watching his little video. He finds some pine nuts. He uh, finds a tortoise. He finds a bighorn sheep. You know, he's kind of an interesting guy. And it's not, you know, 20 minutes is not terrible to watch. So Kenny comes back, kind of says, you know, I couldn't find anything. Really gets in some more arguments with YouTube people. And pretty much he he agrees to go to the comment again. And he fights a little bit. And what kind of like what kind of fights is he getting in these commentaries? Just very very immature ones, you know. Like, very immature ones. Yes, I did see it, and I'll prove you wrong, and, you know. Ah. And people calling him an idiot, and of course, there's people having his back too. Um. So whether due to supernatural compulsion, innocent curiosity, stubborn pride in the face of anonymous internet criticism, or perhaps reasonably, perhaps for other reasons entirely. Kenny Veach would make his final attempt to find the end cave on November 10th, 2014. This search attempt would be the same hike in which he disappeared. Oh, man. So, 
several people on the internet jumped to this being a hoax right away and him uh, it being an attention grab or something like that. One quote from an internet user, quite honestly, this case confuses me. His Facebook and photos seem to make this like a legitimate case, but the extreme lack of news articles and any information at all makes me think it's a hoax. I only found one local news article on the guy and a million conspiracy sites about him. It seems to me to be a cleverly created internet hoax, not an actual missing person case. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I've searched extensively for any information on this case, and all I found were one local news site that was extremely short and a bunch of conspiracy sites. How do we know this actually happened? Well, and as we know from the 411 cases, most of the time, you know, major law enforcement departments, they're not going to release these kind of cases. No, and actually... um. It was said by the Metro Police Department, a missing person in Vegas, not really a big deal. Not really newsworthy. And, you know, yeah. Unfortunately, that's kind of true. I mean, it's Vegas. Yeah. Which is what's sad about it is it's like they probably have how many missing cases per day? Yeah. And, you know, a guy off in the desert, you know. It's probably going to be nothing on their radar. Especially if it's in an area that maybe a major department wants to kind of keep hidden, why would they push that out into the media? Yeah. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Oh, Kenny. So, True Noir Stories says, As of this post, Kenny Veach and the mysterious M-Cave have not yet been debunked on Snopes, but there are very few details available about Kenny's life, none of which are readily available, easily verifiable, and or known for certain. <laughs> Most of the corrobor- corroborating information pertaining to, pertain to this mystery comes from the <clears throat> perpetrated friends and family members leaving comments on various social media platforms across the internet. Um, I've seen something from his nephew. The most prominent, though, and it's, it's debated as to whether she's a real person, a, a, a current girlfriend, an ex-girlfriend is somebody named Sherryon Pilgrim. S-H-E-R-Y-O-N. You can find her YouTube page has two videos on it. One of Kenny handling a rattlesnake that he found out in the wild. Like a fucking crazy person. (laughs) He's got it by the fucking mouth, like by the neck, and he's sitting there holding like a three-foot rattlesnake and... Shaking its Jesus tail. Christ. Yeah, and then he goes and throws it in a bush. Um. Uh, anyhow, Sharon Pil- Pilgrim. She starts posting under Kenny's twenty-minute video. I didn't realize until today that there were comments on this hiking video. I am Kenny's girlfriend that he mentioned in the video. We went on many wonderful hikes together in our Nevada desert. Many of the hikes were eight or nine hours long, and we always took beautiful pictures. Kenny left for an overnight hike in the same area on Monday, November 10th. Today is December 10th. He did not return when he was supposed to, and I called missing persons. They have been searching for him and have not found him. I did not want to leave his wonderful video and this site just hanging and having you wonder why he has not responded. 
at this point, you do have people, you know, asking him, did you find it? You know, where are you? Thank you for suggesting GPS. I talked with him before about using GPS for safety reasons. He just never seemed to want to use one. He loved being out in the desert and just finding his own way. I am aching with missing his physical presence. Please encourage all the solo hikers you know to use GPS. Interesting. The situation does share several red flags with many other pervasive internet hoaxes. Kenny's sudden online appearance. I, I mentioned, you know, he has five YouTube videos. Four of them were posted all at once. And then his final 20-minute video. Um, Which is a red flag within itself. Yeah. And but, also it could just be like a 40-something-year-old guy who just barely figured out how to use YouTube. And just got so excited and was like, here's my video. Yeah, Watch here, all of them. Yeah, here's all the shit I've been working on. I mean, it seemed like he only got on YouTube to try and sell his house and do these Shark Tank videos, and then he got baited by other people into doing this M-Cave hike. Mm. Yeah, Kenny's first video is him attempting to sell him hel- sell himself along with his house. He proposes the idea of perching the house as a vacation home, but also allowing him to continue living in it as a caretaker. Editors note, it bears noting that after the extensive scouring of the web, True Noir could not locate, could locate only one local news story and poorly transcribed news segment featuring the disappearance. This may make Kenny's Veach disappearance the least reported on mystery. By legitimate news organizations in the entire TN catalog, save us for blah, blah, blah. So this is kind of, you know, Sean goes on a rant too, talking about, you know, comparing him to the missing 411 supposedly he knows somebody who was part of the search team and it was very, you know, they didn't even go as deep as Kenny shows himself in his video. Oh, wow. They only searched for a few days. They didn't search any other area surrounding it. Um, you know, just calling it very lackluster. He says he gets, you know, he's tried to contact park rangers and gets, you know, very rude and angry responses from them oh, that are little, little help to none. And that leads one to think, like, I don't know, you know, I'm, I like to consider, I, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I definitely, I tend to gravitate, gravitate towards some of those theories. And whenever law enforcement or some major government department is kind of failing to cooperate to the means that they should, it always raises a red flag in my eyes. Yeah. Like, yeah. what are they trying to hide? Exactly. What are they trying to kind of push underneath the surface here? Um, also, fun fact, the government is actually trying to close off that entire area. that he Really? Was, yeah, and trying to absorb it into the Nellis Air Force Base region. Oh, well, that's a huge, that's a, that's like a mile marker, right? There's yeah. not even a red flag. That's yeah. like a big sign pointing, uh, hey, there's some weird shit going on. Yeah, the population of Las Vegas is fighting it because it, um, the way they're fighting it is that it's actually the largest uh, bighorn sheep habitat in the world. Um, oh, wow. So the preservation of the bighorn sheep is kind of like the, the people's fight for keeping that area public. Um, you know, it's BML land right now, government land, public government land. But, yeah, um, not a lot of press, not a lot done. Hmm. <laughs> However, fishy, fishy, fishy. His cell phone was found 
sitting on the wood boards by the very same mine shaft that he started his video with. Wait, what? Yes. So they found his cell phone at the beginning of his like his, his hike. The hike. It's not even the beginning of the hike. That's just the beginning of the video. Oh, by the, by the time the he starts this video, he's four hours into his hike. How far was he in, like, middle of the video? Uh, when he finds the rocks, he's, like, six, I want to say about six hours into the hike. Okay, so that's where that they find his phone, like, almost two hours back. Yeah. That's a little weird. Um, they do a search of the mine. They send, like, a camera down there. Nothing. Not only is he not down there, but the bottom appears to be undisturbed for years and years and years and years and years. Weird. His girlfriend says he always wore military pants that are, are you know known for having very deep pockets and feels it's very unlikely that he would just lose something out of his pockets like that. Well, yeah, I mean, if they found his phone just perched up on the wooden bench... I mean, I could see, like, you dropping your phone. I mean, but military pockets, too. If anybody knows what military pants are like, those pockets are deep. Yeah, yeah. Like, you could get up to, like, mid-wrist in those pockets. Yeah, they're the cargoiest of cargo pants. They're, like, the definition of cargo for your cargo. You know, you just put anything in there. Um, I don't think that his phone dropped. And the fact that his phone was just delicately perched up on this wooden bench. That's a little weird. Yeah. Not a bench, just it's the ground. Just oh, wood, just the ground. It's just wood, wooden planks on the ground surrounding this mine shaft. But still weird. Still weird. Still weird. Still weird. Uh, quote, Red Rock Search and Rescue. Um, there's also a natural area outside of Vegas called Red Rocks. Huh. Uh, for all you Denverites wondering what that. Um, we found his cell phone close to a... A very vertical old mine shaft, and we can't find another trail. It doesn't mean that he's down a mine shaft, but we have tracked him as far as we can. We are having our other crews come in from the search areas. So according yeah. to them, his tracks lead up to there and just stop. Um, That's just so weird. Yeah. The fact that he just disappeared. He dropped all these YouTube videos. Yeah. Here's the, the quote from his girlfriend. The phone looked like it was left on the ground by the mine. His pockets were deep. He would always wear military pants to hike in. They have very deep pockets. Yes, it is very odd that nothing else was found. No sleeping bag, no backpack. He was going out for an overnight trip, too, so he would have had more gear on him than his first video. And I feel like for someone who's doing YouTube videos, you're a little bit mindful of all of your technology. Or all your technological devices. Yeah. Yeah, right? Like, especially if you're going out there to post for YouTube. I mean, I'm assuming, you know, that you're very already kind of, like, connected into your phone. I, it's just weird that you... I, I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Very weird. Very weird. My conspiracy brain's now running. I can't wait for the second part of this episode to get into that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, looks like this article goes on to tell you a little bit about the, the sheep range. Known as the largest habitat of desert bighorn sheep in the southwest, the mountainous sheep range in Nevada is a rugged, remote area. The sheep range is one of southern Nevada's 
major mountain ranges, and in addition to sheep, it's also home to mule deer, knit foxes, collared lizards, mountain lions, roadrunners, king snakes, desert tortoise, and an incredible variety of vegetation. The climate spans from multiple days of sub-freezing winter temperatures to long, dry, sun-irrigated summer days. Um, you know, one of the dangerous parts about where he is, too, is that the canyons that he's kind of going through, those are carved out by flash floods. Oh. And if one of those came through, I mean, they would just wipe you out. Yeah, I mean, if a flash flood took you, that's, like, that's game over. Yeah. Um, these formidable mountains with the highest peak reaching an elevation of 9,912 feet above sea level located within the desert... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and one of his last posts, he he basically said to the person, like, I'm going out there. If I don't find it this time, I'm just going to keep going north and going over the next mountain and the next mountain and the next mountain. So he was determined. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if anything, that could have put him on the radar. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you're posting YouTube videos and you're very loudly broadcast and that you're going into these areas that possibly are already kind of like have an eye on them. Yeah. Um, one person, you know, thinking about talking about the feelings that Kenny had near the cave talks about a weapon developed by the U S military for area denial, perimeter security and crowd control called the ads ADS, the active denial system which heats the surface of a target, such as the skin of human subjects, a similar principle to a microwave oven, exciting the water and fat molecules in the skin and instantly heating them to a via dielectric heating. Though it's considered harmless, except by the 0.1% of subjects that experience pea-sized blisters during testing. Oh, great. <laughs> one subject asserted... Quote, it will repel you. If hit by the beam, you will move out of it. Reflectively, reflexively, and quickly. For sure, you will not be eager to experience it again. Uh, (laughs) In addition to that, other theories exist about the government potentially using infrasound, which I'm very interested in. Um, Anya, you... You were a little late to the show. You missed our um, the episodes. It's one of the ones you can still listen to. It's called KGB's Yetis. And oh, that episode. Yeah, about the the hikers in Russia in in Siberia, and who all kind of went crazy and like ran out of their tent and did all this weird shit. And there's the possibility of like they were in this perfect canyon, and uh, a natural infrasound actually came through and affected their mental state. But, I mean, it's described as vibrations hitting your body. And I'm very interested in it because I'm I'm very sensitive to things like that, especially when I'm trying to sleep or something. Like, if there's any kind of, like, vibration noise or anything like that around, like, Miranda can sleep right through it. I Not only does it bother me, I feel it to my core to where I, it, it's actually making me irritated and, like, irritable. And I get, you know, it almost makes me crazy. Really? Yeah. I mean, we used to have a DJ who lived next door, and, like, I could just feel his bass going. And, like, it, it it drove me to, like, madness sometimes. Like, I can't take it. 
Well, I mean, and it kind of, it makes it, it, it's somewhat valid to under, to like to think that these different frequencies might be able to affect a human. Because I mean, if you look at people who use uh, like binaural beats or like different like theta and delta waves to go to sleep, it's just that different kind of frequency of the tone that affects you into the point to where it'll kind of like put you into this meditative state. Yeah. So like I was listening to a podcast recently that went into the theory of um, kind of like reprogramming your subconscious mind. And they were saying that if you want to do that, you have to get your mind to the into this like theta wave state where typically you only can achieve that is if you're sleeping. So it makes sense if you're using different frequencies that you're able to kind of like alternate and kind of fuck with somebody's mindset. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, or another example, you know, we, we bought this, this bed frame and it came with USB chargers mounted in like the head area for your phone. And when you plug it in, the one on my side just makes this slight humming noise. Oh, that's frustrating. Not that loud or anything like that, but man, did it drive me fucking crazy till I finally cut that cord. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then for like, I'm done. Yeah, I did. It, I mean, it caused me countless nights of just oh, going crazy. So I, big believer in infrasound being able to fuck with you for sure. Uh, is it possible? That Kenny found some kind of military-grade deterrent system in the Sheep Mountains? Could the M-Cave have been the entrance to a secret testing facility? Making a lone hiker disappear after he wandered wandered around the entrance to a government facility on three separate occasions is certainly not the most outrageous conspiracy theory plaguing the interwebs. No. Um, And, you know, just to top it out, I, you know... I preface you guys, this is where I'm from. Not only is it where I'm from, this is where my dad's from. And my dad has been, you know, he's not a hiker, but he has a four-wheel drive truck and he's a crazy person his whole life. And he's he's told me stories of being chased. Like, he's just been out in the desert doing his own thing and he's wandered up on something and all of a sudden he's getting chased out by, like, military trucks and things like that. I mean, this shit is real out there. You know, Nevada is vast and empty and owned by the government. I mean, even in Colorado, I grew up in Colorado Springs. And if anybody knows Colorado Springs area, you know that you have Fort Carson down there, which Fort Carson, fun fact, owns a quarter of Colorado state land. Wow. Um, It's one of the largest military bases in the United States. And they are also at the base of NORAD. And NORAD was, the entrance to NORAD was about 15 minutes away from my house growing up. Um, There was one time me and my mom took the wrong turn up the mountain base, and we're driving up, and we got stopped by three big black SUVs, and these men came out in black suits, and they were telling us, like, you need to turn around now. And we looked behind them, and there was, like, military personnel coming down the mountain to back them up. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, when you wander into these areas that you should not be wandering into, it's, it's... It's not a child's game. No. And for you to be making YouTube videos and you, you're publicly posting it, I mean, that kind of puts a marker on your yeah. back. So, and think, so this guy goes out the first time and he finds this open cave. And so say instantly they have some sort of deterrent there, uh, you know, a non-lethal deterrent, and he felt it mm-hmm. and went away. 
and they're like, okay, we didn't expect hikers out here, but you know what? Let's cover up this cave entrance. Let's block it up. He comes back a second time with a video camera. They notice, and they're like, all right, fuck this guy. If he comes back again... He's a problem at that point. He's not coming back again. And he comes back a third, he goes back a third time, and we never see this guy again. Oh, Kenny, 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 Kenny. Um, so you can, you can see where that conspiracy angle can really take off. We're going to leave that alone for the time being now. Um, we'll, we'll really dive into that stuff on the Sean episode. Oh, man. I can't wait for that one. Because now I'm going to have the next, like, I'm going to have the next, like, week or two to just think of all these different connections. And, yeah, looking looking at our time right now, um, there's there's more Kenny theories, um, a little bit more depressing, a little bit more sullen. We're going to get into those next week, too, because um, our dear Anya has things to do and places to see and people to meet. And work commitments. Um, do go check out these YouTube pages. Look at the comments. I wanted to read a bit more into the comments today, too. Um, I'm sorry. I'm very scattered on this case. I've got six pages pulled up in front of me right now. I've got six sound clips pulled up in front of me right now. So, um, yeah, just go, like I said, Snakebit McGee, um, Snakebit, so, you know, S-N-A-K-E-B-I-T-M-G-E-E. Check out his page, um, or just search for, um, like, MCAVE. You'll see government, you'll see one video, it's two hours long, called Government Cover Up, MCAVE Found. I, I, and if you guys find any theories that you think you might... You know, maybe you came up with a theory that you haven't found online. Send us it on Instagram. We can bring it up in the next episode. Yes. And if you want to compare the caves, it is right around 58 minutes into Sean's video where he comes up to the same cave that about 14 or 15 minutes into um, Kenny's video. You'll see the cave with the three rocks stacked in front of it. Um, if you want to kind of compare those two videos, Sean's video is very long, but it is, I know for a fact it is 58, 59 minutes where he comes across the cave. So perfect. I'll be looking that up before next episode. Yeah. Kind of check out all the stuff. You will see comments from Sherry on Pilgrim under Kenny's cave. You can click onto her YouTube page. You'll see Kenny handling the snake as well as another video. That's just a bunch of pictures of the two of them off doing things. And you can kind of see her comments. If you go to her second comment, that'll be one of the spoilers for next week. But no worries. I'm happy you're out there doing research with me. Ooh, good topic, wow. Greg. Thank you. This was a, whoo, man, this has been one. Definitely a doozy, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely a two-parter. Wow, where are you? Yeah. So, um, you know what? Um that's it for this week. We will we will pick this back up in two weeks, so you will not get an Anya episode, but you will get more of me again. And until then, hey guys, go ahead and um, you know share the show with somebody. We've been we've been really working hard lately, and I think it's really improved since Anya's been on. And hey, yo. you know, maybe somebody who used to listen and stopped, you can kind of get them back, or maybe uh, you know share it with somebody new. But um, we really appreciate that. We love doing this for you guys. Uh, you can also follow us at SP Weird World. I've been noticing a couple 
you know, a couple new Facebook joins a week, and that's that's been really cool. Um, keep it up. Yeah, yeah, keep it up, guys. Uh, and also, you can follow me at Greg's Weird World. You can follow Anya at Anya Daniela. Uh, follow Josh at Josh Hartco. Keep up with his shows and what he's doing. And uh, until then, guys, just go ahead and keep it weird. Stay out of fucking chaos, man. Fucking chaos. I never knew anything like that the whole of my life. Nice.